Shalom, praise the Lord Jesus Christ and uh, good evening. I would like to welcome you to our Bible study. My name is Eliakim Nyandiko. By the grace of God, I'm saved and uh, an elder in training in Crisco City Church. Uh, we thank God for the opportunity and to be in his presence to study his word. We have been studying the book of Mark and uh, today we are on Mark chapter 15. Uh, we will read the verses 1 to 20, but before we do that, may we pray. Our Father and our God, we thank you, we bless you, we glorify you, we honor you, Lord. You have been good to us, you have been gracious to us, you have been kind to us. There is no any other God but you, our Father. So I pray, O oh Lord, that you will be with us, O oh God, minister to us, even as we read your word, as we share together. I pray that by the Holy Spirit you will speak to us and minister to us divinely. Forgive us of all our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So, Lord, even as we appear in your presence, may we appear, O oh God, able to hear, understand from you. In Jesus' name we pray and believe. Amen, amen. Welcome again. And uh, today we are on Mark chapter 16. Today we are reading Mark chapter 16. We will read uh, the 20 verses of Mark chapter 16, uh, which has 20 verses. And this is our lesson number 22. It is lesson number 22, Mark chapter 16. We will read verses 1 to 20. And if you have your Bible, we can read it together. I'm reading from uh, a New American Standard Bible. And uh, this is what it says, verse 1. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene... Uh, and Mary, the mother of James, and Salome bought spices so that they might come and anoint him. Very early on the first day of the week, they came to the tomb when the sun had risen. They were saying to one another, Who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance of the tomb? Looking up, they saw that the stone had been rolled away, although it was extremely large. Entering the tomb, they saw a young man sitting at the right, wearing a white robe, and they were amazed. And he said to them, Do not be afraid, uh, do not be amazed. You are looking for Jesus the Nazarene, who has been crucified. He has risen, he is not here. Behold, here is the place where they laid him. But go tell his disciples and Peter, he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. They went out and fled from the tomb for trembling and astonishment had gripped them and they said nothing to anyone for they were afraid. Now after he had risen early on the first day of the week, he first appeared to Mary Magdalene from whom he had cast out seven demons. She went and reported to those who had been with him while they were mourning and weeping. When they heard that he was alive and that uh, and, and had been seen by her, they refused to believe it. After that, he appeared in a different form to two of them while they were walking along on their way to the country. Uh, they went away and reported it to the others, but they did not believe them either. Afterward, he appeared to the eleven themselves as they were reclining at the table, and he reproached them for their unbelief and hardness of heart because they had not believed those who had seen him after he had risen. And he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. 
he who has believed and has been baptized shall be saved, but he who has disbelieved shall be condemned. These signs will accompany those who have believed. In my name they will cast out demons, they will speak with new tongues, they will pick up serpents, and if they drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. So then... When the Lord Jesus had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. And they went out and preached everywhere while the Lord worked with them and confirmed the word by signs that followed. And they promptly reported all these instructions to Peter and his companion. And after that, Jesus himself sent out through them from east to west the sacred and imperishable proclamation of eternal salvation. Amen, amen. We thank God again, and uh, this is uh, our last, le uh, last lesson on the book of uh, uh, Mark. Chapter 16 is the last book of Mark, and uh, we thank God that he has brought us this far. And uh, we saw just from the very beginning that in this very book, uh, Jesus is a servant and we have seen how he served humanity ending up on his death on the cross. And uh, just as we saw last week that Jesus died on the cross, he was crucified and he shed his blood that those who believe in him shall have eternal life. And so we ended up at uh, Jesus' crucifixion and his burial uh, that was uh, carried out by Joseph of Arimathea, who went to Pilate, requested for the body. And uh, as, uh, as, as, as he went and requested for the body, uh, he was given the body and he buried the body. And uh, as, as he buried it, we saw that he gave his own tomb, he gave uh, both new linen clothes and buried the Lord in this very uh, particular tomb. And we concluded by saying that uh, wherever God has placed you, he has placed you there for a purpose and uh, there is something that only you, God, has placed you there to do. And many other people might not do it. And so we see here as we go to the new chapter, we see the women themselves uh, that is uh, the Bible calls that it says the women and that is after the Sabbath was over Mary Magdalene, you know, and Mary, the mother of James and Salome. They bought spices so that they might go and anoint him. Uh, that is how they would do it in those days. They would anoint the body, uh, kind of prepare it so that it does not, uh, you know, have the order and all those other things. So they took their time just to go and buy this. But uh, the Bible records that they went early in the morning, and as they were going early in the morning to the tomb, um, they were having a worry. And, you know, they wanted to go and prepare, you know, this body here, as, as the Bible records. Uh, and um, um, as they were going, there was one worry, one thing that was running through their mind, and that was the fact that uh, there was, you know, this large stone that had been put uh, at the mouth of the tomb. And so since the stone was very heavy, they were wondering how, how can we go and really remove this stone? So they, they had their, their, their worries. And as they had their worries, uh, we see that when they reached there, uh, one thing that happened, they found that the stone was not there. The stone had been rolled away. And so they had walked in faith. They still wanted to serve the Lord. 
And as they wanted to serve the Lord, there was this worry and concern for them about this heavy stone. Uh, because the stone had been put there. If you read other Gospels, actually, they had put in some guards to watch over the tomb so that not the disciples could come and steal the body and claim that he resurrected. So what happens here as they were going now, they had this worry of what shall we do? Who shall remove the stone for us? It is Ali. And, you know, as they reached there, the Bible records that they found the stone rolled away. They found the stone rolled away. Praise be to God. And uh, the, that, that brings me to the first point that I want to discuss quickly is the fact that, you know, as we faithfully follow the Lord, as we faithfully want to serve the Lord, as we want to faithfully move, you know, even in the ministry that the Lord has given to us, the problems that are blocking us, the things that worry us so much, God will take care of them himself. God will see a way of taking care of them himself. And so you might be in service, you are a servant of God, and there are things that are worrying you, maybe finances, you wonder, how will I take care of this bill? How will I take care of this and that? Praise be to God. May the Lord himself roll away those things that can block you from reaching your destiny, that can prevent you from reaching the destination that you have desired. And so we find that the Lord himself, when we serve him, when we follow him, when we want to work for him, when we want to serve him, the Lord will make a way where there seems to be no way. So here we see that God himself had rolled away the stone. The tomb was empty. The stone, the tomb, the entrance to that tomb was empty. Praise be to God. And number two, the Bible records, you know, it was the first day of the week. So when they reached there, they found a young man. They call it a young man. But you see, we know he's an angel of the Lord that was seated there. So it was an angel of the Lord. So we see that, you know, number one, they found that the stone was not there. The stone was rolled, you know. And uh, number five, when you read now verse five, it says, when they entered the tomb, they saw a young man sitting at the right wearing a white robe and they were amazed. And we know this was the angel of the Lord. So the angel of the Lord uh, uh, was the one that was seated here. It's a very interesting description of the angel of the Lord saying he was a young man. They saw a young man. <laughs> you know, the angels were created long time ago. So the angels themselves, we see that they still have this appearance of being young. I don't know how many years they were created, how many millions of years. It is only the Lord who knows. But you see, when the Lord will also clothe us with spiritual bodies, our spiritual bodies will not age. They will not grow weary like what we have today, whereby, you know, the bodies that we have, they grow old. And they grew, we grow weary in this body, in this temple that we are temporarily occupying. The Lord will give us a new body that will not wear away. It is a body that will stay young. It will stay strong because it is an immortal body, a body that lasts forever and ever. And uh, the next point here, which is also of interest, is that, you know, when the angel saw them, the angel told them, you are looking for Jesus of Nazarene. And he's telling them he has risen just as he told you. Praise be to God. Oh, hallelujah. This was the first day. Oh, this was a new beginning. 
the, the rising of Jesus, the resurrection of Jesus from the dead happened on the first day. Oh, the first day is a new beginning, represent a new beginning. So Jesus resurrected on the first day to give us a new beginning, to give us a new life, to give us new hope. Oh, is there something that you have found that is lost where you find hopelessness? When you bring it to Christ, he will give it new hope or new beginning. May the Lord, as we end the year, give us new beginning as we begin the new year. When we put our trust and hope in him that he resurrected, he overcame death. Praise be to God. And so everything that was restricting us in this day, the tomb which was restricting Jesus, the stone was rolled away. Oh, and a new beginning began. Praise be to God. And so as you end the year, my brother and my sister, I pray that the Lord will roll away every stone, everything that seemed to be blocking because there is so much power of God that is at work in our lives, the power that resurrected Jesus from the dead. Oh, may it give us a new beginning. The stones of 2022 be rolled away that we have a new beginning as Jesus resurrected on the first day as we enter into 2023. I declare a new beginning in your life, in my life, because Jesus overcame death. Anything that could have been holding you and holding me, oh, may the Lord give us the power to overcome them in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. The next point that I want to mention quickly is the fact that, you know, one very interesting thing is that, you know, that the angel told them, if you read uh, verse uh, 7, it says, But go tell his disciples and Peter, he's going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him just as he told you. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. So what does the angel say? You know, if you read verse 6, actually, let me read verse 6 again. And he said to them, do not be amazed. You are looking for Jesus the Nazarene who has been crucified. He has risen. He is not here. Behold, he is in the, uh, the, place where, the place where they laid him. So number one, the angel here also confirmed the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. The angel being in the tomb also confirmed that Jesus truly died. Oh, the angels brought witness to confirm that truly Jesus was crucified. So the Jesus that I follow, I don't know the Jesus that you follow should be the crucified and died and rose again Christ. You know, there are many Jesuses in this world. Oh, we are talking of the Christ who was crucified. He's the only one who has power to overcome death. He's the only one who has power to overcome every challenge that we have in our lives. So the angel confirmed he was crucified. He died and he rose again. Oh, hallelujah. Glory be to God. So the angel was a witness and the Christ that we follow is a crucified Christ. Is the one who died and rose again. And so this is very important. Some people will tell you that Jesus was never crucified or they crucified someone else. The angel here is confirming and giving witness that Jesus was crucified. Oh, Jesus was buried. The angel here is showing, come see where they laid him. 
This was a witness. Or apart from the other people, the ladies who are here, the men who saw it, this is angel witness of God sent from heaven to come and give a witness of what happened to Jesus. He was crucified. So the Jesus that we follow was crucified. It is his crucifixion, his death, oh, and his resurrection that has brought us life and life forevermore. Glory be to God. And the other point about the angel, you know, the angel here speaking says that, you know, just as Jesus told you, my brothers, the words of Jesus, the gospel of Jesus cannot be changed. What Jesus has said is the truth. Even the angel he sent was just but to bear witness of what he had said. Oh, hallelujah. So we cannot change the words of Jesus and the words of Jesus. You know, that's why Paul is telling the Corinthians that even if I or some or even an angel came and, uh, I, 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 and, and spoke, you know, another gospel other than the one that, that is Galatians, other than the gospel that we preached, let him be accursed. Praise be to God. That there is no any other gospel. So the gospel that we have is the gospel of Jesus Christ. The very words that Jesus spoke, we need to believe them. We need to trust in those words of Jesus Christ. The words that Jesus spoke, they are the true and holy words. They are the everlasting, enduring words. Heaven and earth will pass away, but the words of Jesus Christ, his word will never pass away. His word will remain true forever and evermore. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. And so we see that uh, Jesus here, as uh, the angel here speaking, uh, we see that, you know, uh, there is no any other, you know. And, and where I was talking about, I was referring to Galatians, where, you know, Paul writing to the Galatians is saying, you know, if, if, if you read Galatians chapter 1 verse 7, which is really uh, 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 verse 6, I am amazed that you are so quickly deserting him who called you by the grace of Christ for a different gospel, which is really not another gospel. Only there are some who are disturbing you and want to distort the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to what we preach to you, he is to be accursed. Hallelujah. So the gospel and the words of Jesus Christ that he spoke to us, even the angels came just but to confirm the words of Jesus. And so the word of God is supreme. Oh, glory be to God. You know, people come up with different revelations. They want to say this and that. Or if it is not in line with what Christ says, what his word says, it cannot be a gospel. The gospel is the word of God. It is the word of God that Jesus gave to us. And so what do we see? We see in the angel just confirming and saying, just as he told you, or just as the word of God is telling you, that is what you need to believe. That is what I need to believe. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Oh, we thank God. And so we see that, you know, these ladies, and uh, they were quite afraid. They were quite afraid. And, and when they had this uh, uh, gospel, uh, when they were told about this, they seemed to be quite afraid, you know. Uh, they seemed to be quite afraid. And we know that whatever seems, you know, they got afraid. And two things that are 
the enemy also of preaching the gospel of Jesus is about number one, fear. May God help us to overcome fear because many times we don't speak about Christ. We don't speak about what God has done. We don't witness because of fear. How I pray that God will help us in this season as we end this year, that God will give us new courage. He's with us. Oh, glory be to God. And so one of the things is really fear. Fear is an enemy to witnessing. And number two is unbelief. Praise be to God. You know, sometimes we preach things that in ourselves we don't believe in. <laughs> we have been told we have the word of God, but we don't believe it. So two things. May we pray against them. And the Lord give us courage and faith and trust in the Lord. That what he has said is true, is faithful, is holy. And so we see that uh, as, as Jesus here, uh, the ladies were, they were frightened and they didn't tell anybody. And so we, we, we see here that number two, uh, the two things that I've mentioned, which are the enemy of preaching the gospel. One, we have said fear. And number two, unbelief, lack of faith, lack of even trusting the word of God. God has given us his word. And so we need to believe his word. We need to trust his word and God to remove every fear from our lives even as we begin the new year. For God here, you know, uh, what we are now, and, and he tells them, go and tell the disciples and Peter. And we see here three, almost in three occasions here, Jesus appearing to them. And so when the disciples, the ones that were on the way to Emmaus, you know, on their road, the road to Emmaus, uh, we see that Jesus appeared to them. And so uh, when, when we read, we see that uh, uh, verse 10, it says, she went and reported to those who had been with him while they were mourning and weeping. When they heard that he was alive and he had see, been seen by her, they refused to believe. So that is lack of faith. But the other one is number verse 8. It says, they went out and fled from the tomb for trembling and astonishment had gripped them. And they said nothing to anyone for they were afraid. The angel had told them, go and tell them. <laughs> but here they were afraid. So fear is a factor that can stop us from preaching the word of God. And number two, we have talked of lack of belief. You know, verse 11, when they heard that he was alive and had been seen by her, they refused to believe it. After that, verse 12, he appeared in a different form to two of them while they were walking along on their way to the country. And this we know if you read uh, in the book of Luke chapter 24, verses 13 to 35, you know, we know how Jesus appeared to the two disciples on the road to Emmaus and he started from the prophets and explained to them how the Christ, the Messiah, was to suffer. But you see, after this, you know, they too, they did not believe. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory be to God. And it is only later when they broke the bread that their eyes were opened. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. And here now, uh, we move now to the final part of this particular uh, chapter, which is what we call, you know, the Great Commission. We call it the Great Commission. Oh, hallelujah. Glory be to God. Brothers, this is a very serious and solemn part of this Bible. The last words that are spoken by somebody, 
when the person is leaving and you are likely not to see them for a very long time or maybe somebody who is died many people will ask what were his last words what were her last words <laughs> but jesus here also gave the last words to his disciples and his disciples is you and me so what did jesus do jesus here is commanding them you know he's telling them in verse 14 it says afterward he appeared to the 11 themselves as they were reclining at the table and he reproached them for their unbelief and the hardness of heart because they had not believed those who had seen him after he had risen so here unbelief and hardness of heart the lord reproaches so i pray that the lord out of his love will help us overcome every unbelief every fear every hardness of heart because if these are removed from us then we are now ready to believe him and speak the very words that he has sent us to do and verse 15 it says and he said to them go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation he who has believed and has been baptized shall be saved and those who have disbelieved shall be condemned hallelujah glory be to god other versions and make disciples of me you know so jesus here his last words the last commission that he gave to uh, his disciples was to go into the whole world and preach praise be to god go into the whole world and preach so it is not for one person go ye you in particular me in particular that we may go into the whole world and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ the gospel of peace the gospel of salvation the gospel that brings life and life eternal hallelujah no and he says in verse 15 it says in verse 16 hallelujah he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved but he that believeth not shall be damned hallelujah so our work is to go into the whole world this is the commission that god has given unto us as children of god you can do it in your small way whoever you meet you need to share this gospel with him or her about this salvation and what is the gospel the gospel is the good news of the life of Jesus he was born that he died on the cross he was crucified he died on the cross he resurrected again he paid the price of sin for so that whoever believes in him he loves every person so much he loves you he loves me that he died for you he died for me that if you just believe in him you shall receive eternal life that is the gospel that is the word that we need to share with others you might be asking yourself and wondering how do i preach the gospel just say what happened to christ and why it happened to him praise be to god oh you can do it i can do it with the help of god with the help of the holy spirit because he commanded us and is with us until the end of the age praise be to god so what do you need to do or oh, you don't need to be a big preacher you just need to share the love of god just to tell someone jesus loves you 
He died on the cross. Oh, he was, he, he was crucified. He died. He rose again from the dead. And he did this because he loves you much. He loves me so much that when I believe in him, when you believe in him, you will receive eternal life. That is the gospel. And that is what Jesus sent his disciples to go and do. To do it in the whole world. Or in your family, in your neighborhood, in the whole nations of the world, wherever you are. May God help you. May God help me as we begin the new year that we shall preach the gospel. Hallelujah. And so that we make disciples for the Lord, not to be made disciples. Brothers have always thought of and seen people that when they go to the world or when maybe somebody is living in Kenya and he goes to another country, maybe that country is richer than the country where they are, then they are made to be disciples. He was a disciple of Christ and he has gone to make others disciples of Christ, but instead is made to be the disciple of the world. We are supposed to go to the world to make the world disciples of Jesus Christ, not vice versa. And so, there are promises, you know. Once they are believed, they should be baptized. And one day they will be saved. He who has believed and has been baptized shall be saved. And we normally baptize people after they have believed. Oh, we don't uh, baptize people who have not believed in Jesus. The, 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 the order is, he who believes and is baptized will be saved. So it is believing in Jesus Christ first. You cannot be just be baptized before you believe and are saved, before you confess with your mouth. With our mouths we confess. In our hearts we believe. With our mouths we confess that Jesus died and rose again. And so those people, they are saved when you do that. When you believe in your heart, you confess with your mouth. And then we are baptized as a sure of our faith in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And if you don't believe, you are condemned. But Jesus did not come to condemn the world. He came to save the world. So if you are feeling condemned, turn to Jesus and you will be saved. Turn to Jesus and every condemnation will move away. Jesus did not come to condemn but he came to save. And so when we believe in him, we will not be condemned. If we don't believe in him, then we will be condemned. <laughs> Hallelujah. And Jesus also gives us uh, the things that will follow the believers. These signs will accompany those who have believed in my name. They will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. Oh, so God has given us power to cast out demons. You don't need to fear demons when you are a child of God. Because when you go to preach the gospel, Jesus has given you the power to cast out demons in the name of Jesus. Not in any other name. But he says, these signs will accompany those who believe in my name, in the name of Jesus. Not any other name. They will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Those who are believed are filled with the Holy Spirit and they speak in new tongues. Or some people supernaturally, even when they go to tribes and languages they do not know, God gives them a new language to speak so that the gospel can be preached. And verse 18, it says, They will pick up serpents, and if they drink any deadly, it will not hurt them. 
They will lay their hands on the sick and they will recover. So this is God's protection. Praise be to God. As you go out there to preach the gospel, or as we go out there to reach out to the Halula people, the people who have not seen the light of God, God is assuring us of his protection. He's assuring us of his protection. He's talking of we will pick the serpent. Oh, you know the serpent, the devil, that old serpent. Oh, it will do us no harm. Oh, the serpent, it will do us no harm. Oh, the scorpions, even poison, if we drink it without knowing, it will not harm us. Oh, it will not harm us. If they drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. So God has given us authority in to lay hands on the sick and they will recover. And verse 19, so then when the Lord Jesus had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. And they went out and preached everywhere while the Lord worked with them and confirmed the word by the signs that followed. And they promptly reported all these instructions to Peter and his companions. And after that, Jesus himself sent out through them from east to west the sacred and imperishable proclamation of eternal life. Oh, glory be to God. So it is Jesus is with us. He's in heaven, but he's with us. Oh, it says that they went everywhere. Brothers and sisters, may we make it a point in our lives to go everywhere. Starting now, as you go out there, as you go to meet other people, share the gospel of Jesus. And they went out and preached everywhere. When you preach it, the Lord will work with you. The Lord will work with you and confirm the word by signs and wonders that will follow. Oh, glory be to God. Oh, what a nice place to end the gospel of Mark. Jesus began it with service. He has sent us into the service, into the field, that we may go out there and preach this gospel to every creation that whoever believes shall receive eternal life. Have you received eternal life yourself? Or can you share this good news of eternal life with others that the name of the Lord will be glorified and that the enemy's kingdom will be depopulated and heaven will be populated with many people who have believed in Jesus? Father, we thank you. We bless you. We glorify you. Thank you for the opportunity to hear from your word. And thank you, Lord, for your word, which is alive. Thank you, Lord, for the great commission that you've given to us. I pray, Lord, that our hearts will be challenged. Our hearts will be stirred up and to preach the gospel, starting now and the year to come and the years to come, that, oh, Father, we will preach this gospel to every creation, that, oh, Father, they will receive eternal life, oh, that they will not die in their sins, for many are dying in their sins without knowing Jesus. Oh, Lord, who is the truth, who is the way and the life. I pray, oh, Jesus, that this burden will be heavy in our hearts. Oh, we thank you, Lord. We worship you. We glorify you. We exalt you and we adore you. I pray for your blessings upon your children. Oh, Lord, I thank you for the opportunity that we've shared of your word. Oh, Lord, we give you the glory and all the honor 
We worship you and we adore you and we give you praise. In Jesus' name we pray and believe. Amen, amen. God bless you. God bless you. And meet you again, God willing, in Jesus' name. Amen.